0: like one of those dogs sometimes
1: sure. i probably look like one <laughs> i'm really oh, tired and that feels good to lay down it's,
0: look at that
1: you hear those crickets or is that I frogs
0: do. it's crickets
1: you ever hear those little frogs when you're outside they go how do they sound they're like
0: peepers <laughs> they actually say peepers
1: something like that <laughs> I just could, I could lay here the rest of the service and just I relax. I could too. Y'all could just go ahead. I and love I could, it Go here. ahead and go home after you're finished.
0: <laughs> <laughs> just whenever you're ready, just.
1: <laughs> man, oh. I bet you, man. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of being on our deck and relaxing. and. Yep. Yep. That Remember? was
0: nice, wasn't it? Good thought on <laughs> taking those cots out there. That was good. Yeah,
1: you know what? Reminds, Inspiration
0: for this message, huh?
1: Yeah, reminds me of that time we went to the mountains and, uh, you know, Ooh, that was good
0: That was good Mountains are always good
1: Yep They sure are Ooh. Want to go again? Yep
0: Okay Don't just fall asleep you, <laughs> Just makes you
1: want to take all your clothes off no. And run through the woods or something <laughs> you know, not In here, fact
0: you did that one time Don't have to tell that in <laughs> I saw a buck running through the woods A buck? A buck naked you were oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That was a dare
0: Yeah it was
1: and I was much younger. <laughs> Maybe not as fat.
0: Hey, rest reminds me of, did you hear about that woman that opened the door of her refrigerator and saw a rabbit on one of the shelves? Man,
1: I'm a to mess you up.
0: And a she live said, rabbit? Yeah, it was a live rabbit because she talked, a talking live rabbit. Man, that's a that's And she asked the rabbit, what are you doing in here? And the rabbit said, well, isn't this a Westinghouse re- Refrigerator, And she said, why, yes, it is. And he said, well, I'm Westing.
1: Oh, man. Wow, what a bad oh. joke. <laughs> That'll make you want to sleep.
0: Except you gave me that joke Woo. to tell.
1: <laughs> I know, I'm glad I didn't have to tell.
0: <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, this is pretty nice. This
1: is nice. So. Uh,
0: Anyone want to come up here and... <laughs>
1: Not the brain, I'm the,
0: telling you, this is what we need to do when we get stressed out here at work. Yeah. Just, just come and turn the crickets on. Yeah. And, <laughs> and you'll hear them go, peeper.
1: Well, let's pray. Let's pray we've taken the offering no. and all that. Let's, <laughs> I don't know why I keep wanting to. <laughs> yeah, no, I wish you would not do that in public.
0: <laughs> <laughs> We're not in public. We're here all by oh, ourselves. Oh, That's right.
1: That's right. Forgot about that.
0: Did you know, buddy, did you know that in a 24-hour period, even while we're we're lying here like this, our bodies are working really... This is kind
1: of foolish, you know.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I kind of like it, but our bodies work really, really hard. Our heart beats, and this is in a 24-hour period, our heart beats 103, 689 times.
1: Wow, that's a lot of times.
0: And our blood travels 168 million miles. Do you feel yourself rocking and rolling? That that doesn't
1: seem possible there.
0: Well, I I think it is. In 24 hours? You breathe 23,040 times. Wow. Just breathe.
1: Seems like more.
0: You inhale 438 cubic feet of air.
1: Man, that's like a house or something.
0: You eat three and a fourth pounds of food. I'll bet you eat more. I'll bet oh, you i bet you eat more than that. Than that. <laughs> I eat
1: three and a fourth pounds before I get out of bed.
0: <laughs> you drink 2.9 quarts of liquids. I try to drink a lot of water a day, yeah. You lose seven, eight pounds of waste. Now, who weighs their waste? I, I do. don't know. <laughs> who did that you know, to get time, that stat. Every time
1: I see that, I think about if you pass gas, you could lose the other eighth.
0: <laughs> <You> remember back... <laughs> <laughs>
1: <I got it. laughs>
0: Only you, buddy. You speak 25,000 words. You move 750 muscles. Wow, that's a lot. Your nails grow .000046 0. 000 of an inch. Your hair grows 0. .01714 inches.
1: I <laughs> wonder how much you lose in a day.
0: And you exercise 7 million brain cells. You didn't know you had that many brain cells. I know cells.
1: that's not true because I don't have 7 million <laughs> brain cells.
0: <laughs> you know what? Every time, I hate getting back up here. Oh, bud, there's people out here. <laughs> <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you ever get stressed out, you just need to come up and lay on these cots. It is really, really nice. It, it's gotten harder every time I've had to get up and... Look at you. (laughs) No, you actually look very lovely to me this morning. Look to that person next to you and say, You look lovely. (laughs) I'm saying that's the first time you've ever told me that, baby. (laughs) Say it again. You don't have anything to add I don't have anything
1: to add. I said more than I should have said already. So
0: did you know that your body's working that hard even as you're sitting right there? Your your blood's pumping, your heart's beating. You don't even think about it, do you? But uh, our body, you know, we can get physically fatigued. Have you ever been completely physically fatigued? I remember when I worked with horses, I loved it because I would get really dirty and uh, it was hard work. And then you come in and get a shower, and it's amazing. I love my body to really get kind of physically fatigued, but it needs, it needs to replenish. But uh, anyway, I know that you've been there too. I'm going to give you a little quiz, and I want you to shout these words out really, really uh, loud, okay? The answers to the quiz. Here we go. I'm ready to throw in the... I'm at the end of my... I'm just a bundle of... My life is falling. I'm at my wits. I feel like resigning from the human. You guys have been there, haven't you? <laughs> How many people have said at least one of those in your lifetime? Yeah, we have. We know those. We know those really well. We we uh, have said those things a time or two, uh, and we all get to the point where we are fatigued. And uh, when we're fatigued, we need to get rest. There's physical fatigue, but then we compound it with mental fatigue and emotional fatigue. And that only leads to stress and strain. Anyone been there? Yeah. Now, for physical fatigue, our bodies need sleep. Do you know sleep is one of the most important things that we do? Very important for you to learn to know your body and get into the rhythm of, of being able to sleep well. Hopefully, everybody here knows exactly what your sleep number is, and I'm not talking about your bed. I'm talking about how many hours you need to get up and uh, your body is replenished. I know mine. I hope you know yours. We need to get in, into that uh, ability to sleep well, but... For fatigue other than physical fatigue, we need rest. Now, there's a big difference between replenishing physically and and getting rest. You can go to Rite Aid, and you can buy something that will help you get some sleep, right? If you're not doing that naturally, you can go there, and you can buy something to help you get sleep. But for fatigue other than physical fatigue, we need rest because we cannot buy anything that will give us rest. You won't find it in a bottle. You won't find it on YouTube. There is no place that we can buy rest. We have to find that a different way because rest isn't a condition of the body. Rest is a condition of our soul. And if there's one term that describes where most people are, where we get to in our lives, it's overloaded. That big word, over, we get here. We get overwhelmed, overworked, overcommitted, overanxious, overextended, overbooked. Now, how many of you have done one of those at least one time in your life? Most of us. We understand what it means to get overloaded. Our tanks run on empty, and we just keep going. We're, we're running on a fume and a prayer, and the big E, empty tank, is within us, which only leads to more stress. It leads to more pressure. Now, people in stress have been married for a long, long time. The word stress... Uh, any idea when that came into existence? When someone said, ooh, there's something that describes what I'm feeling here. What could it be? And they came up with stress. <laughs> it was in 1545. That word goes all the way back to 1545. But then I asked, when do you think stress actually began in the human race? Probably in the Garden of Eden. With- <laughs> Yeah, outside of, outside of the Garden of Eden. Well, it probably happened in there and then they got booted out. But we've been dealing with stress for a long, long time. I love this definition of stress. Simply put, it, stress is an intrusion into our peaceful existence. Think about that. It's intrusion into our peaceful existence. Our balance is knocked off. Our equilibrium is knocked off. Our natural rhythm is thrown off. Something happens in our life, and and our our balance gets knocked off, and our, our we we no longer are experiencing peace within ourselves. And the underlying components of stress are worry, anxiety, fear, and grief. That becomes the generator that is kind of. Uh, motoring us. And here's how it works. A life event will happen. Something will happen, and it throws us off. It disrupts, it changes the rhythm of our life. Now, do you know what the top five, there are ten top stressors, uh, do you know what the, the number one top stressor in life is? Yes, death of a loved one, especially death of a child. You know, it was interesting to me that so many people, when I asked throughout all the services, said something other than death of a loved one. They'd say finances or whatever because that's what we have in our mind and we forget, you know what? Things could get a lot worse. We could lose someone that we love. And when we bring it back to that, it puts a whole new spin on things. So death of a loved one is the number one stressor. Anyone know the number two? Divorce. Yes, divorce is number two. So think that through really well. I know you want to leave that person that's hard to get along with, but divorce just adds stress on top of stress. And it just goes on and on and on. Number three, anyone know three? Moving. Relocation. Moving. Highly stressful. Number four is a major illness. Uh, something happens a major illness and then number five is a job loss so those are the top five stressors and those things I would say if I took a poll a lot of those things have happened in your life and it just adds stress from the outside and then what happens is that breaks our routine we didn't expect that we didn't want that and then there's the pain that goes along with that and our mind naturally kicks into this fight or flight we either begin to gear up for the battle Or we just run away. We just move, which adds stress because that's one of the top. We just run away and that adds stress. And we choose all kinds of things to relieve the emotional and the mental stress. Uh, A lot of people will get real busy. If I just occupy my mind all the time, then I won't have to uh, worry about the things that are going on. But that just adds stress to our life. Or we'll uh, medicate ourselves. That's really popular and common in our world today. It's just make it feel better for a little while, which then eventually you're going to have to do more medication, and then it just becomes this. this or we'll take some substances, to, uh, and some of them are not so good for us, and we'll, we just want to make it feel better. And we don't realize that we're just compounding the stress in our lives. And it just causes physical exhaustion, which then leads to illness. Do you know that you can actually uh, develop cancer from stress? It's, it's amazing how much we bring on ourselves. Uh, we had a uh, buddy's father just had a friend uh, just die. He was 70 years old and in great, great shape. But my father-in-law, uh, Jim, was just telling me the other day, he, or we were there two days ago, and he said, you know, he started naming all of these things. They had a huge move from Virginia to Alabama. Uh, his daughter was in school, and he was concerned about the boyfriend that she had. And it, it, he, My father-in-law sat there and very sadly just said he just had so much stress in his life, and he had a massive stroke, and then he died. And that's what stress can do to us. And what I've found in our culture today, and it's even seeped into the church, we look no different than that. And we're not finding rest, rest for our soul. We're taking sleep aids or we're trying to do something from the outside, but we're really not allowing that place within us to rest. Rest. See, if we could just realize, and working with people over the last couple of decades, I've just if we could just realize that we can find control over the stress in our life because it doesn't come so much from what's happening to us. The death of a loved one is a horrible thing. Uh, a job loss is a horrible thing, but it doesn't come from that. It just gives us opportunity to be stressed. The way we process our problems will determine our level of stress. And then we can choose healthier responses, something revolutionary, like what Buddy's going to talk to you about today, about finding rest in our soul and being very intentional about that. Physical, emotional, and mental fatigue is really difficult. But I can tell you what's even worse is spiritual fatigue. When we're spiritually fatigued, See, we need rest, and we can't buy it. We can't figure it out on our own. There's a way that Buddy's going to talk to us today that we can find that rest. Warren Wearsby said this. He's just a guy. I think he's passed away now, but he was a very wise man, and he said this. He said, the ability to calm your soul and wait before God is one of the most difficult things in the Christian life. Our old nature that old nature in us, it's restless. It's just restless. And the world around us is frantically in a hurry. And you know what happens to us? We get caught up in that world instead of unhooking and saying, you know what, I just need to breathe. I just need to unhook from, from all of that frantic, frantic stuff that's going on out there. And I need to just listen. And be intentional. And I love this statement that he made. A restless heart usually leads to a reckless life. And I found that to be true. When we're not experiencing this rest deep within our soul. Because you see, overloaded people want so bad to be restored, revived, recovered, relaxed, replenished, renewed, and refreshed. And so tune in because Buddy's going to speak to you about how we can find, not buy something at Rite Aid, but how we can find this rest deep within our soul.
1: Yeah, you know that, as Gay's been talking, I just think about that every service. Uh, The reason that stress causes so much in our life and uh, fatigue causes so much in our life, God didn't create us to carry stress. There's nothing in our bodies that he gave us in our mind that that would enable us to deal Uh, with stress. You see, living overloaded, fatigued, and stressful lives um, is the opposite of what Jesus wants for our lives. He didn't create us to live that way. Listen to what he says in Matthew. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. My yoke is easy and my burden is is light. Now, in light of that today, I want to share with you how to find rest uh, I, I want to share with you about how to find rest from your emotional and your spiritual overload. If you physically need rest, go to bed and get some sleep. But if you're emotionally and spiritually and sometimes emotional and spiritual overload will keep you from having a good night's rest. But I want to talk to you about that from this portion of scripture that Jesus talks about. First of all, it's very simple. Uh, if you'd read that and understand it, it's a very simple verse. First of all, if we're going to overcome the stress in our life and the, and the fatigue in our life, we need to listen to the words of Jesus. We need to listen to his words. The Bible says, um, first of all, it says, Come to me, all you who are labored, all of you who labor and are heavy burdened, and I will give you rest. What Jesus is saying here is simply this Come to me. When you're tired, when you're worn out, when sin has overcome and wrecked your life, he's saying, Come to me. Come to me for a personal relationship. Come to me for forgiveness of sin. Get in my presence. Listen to my words. Listen uh, uh, to my direction in your life. Listen to my voice. You see, when you come to Jesus just as you are, and you've probably heard that come to Jesus just as you are, he will give you all that he has and all that he has. Will be all that you need. I, I just want to say that again. When you come to Jesus, just as you are, He will give you all that He has, and all that He has will be all that you need. Every promise in the Word of God is yes and amen in Jesus Christ. Every promise in G in the Bible is yes and amen in in Jesus Christ, and He gives us all He has, and it's all we need. Now, when Jesus says, "Come to Me," what He really means is. Turn your back on everything else the world offers. When you're physically and spiritually fatigued, fatigued don't turn to the world. Don't turn to the world for anything. Uh, he's saying you got to turn your back on anything and everything that might put that in place of him in your life. You know, and I know as believers, we often just turn to all this other stuff before and finally we say, well, I don't have anywhere else to turn, so I'll turn to God. And God is saying to us, come to me first. Come to me before you go to any other person or any other thing. You, know, like, you see, the reason why so many people are restless and tired and burned out and on edge and frustrated and overloaded and depressed and stressed is because they're looking for rest in all the wrong places, all the wrong things, and all the wrong people. If we're living with stress and overstress, and I got to tell you, this is this is this message is as much for me as, as anybody else in this whole room, or anyone else on uh, watching online today, or worshiping online today. Uh, you know, because what what we we are looking for uh, someone else to give us rest or relief from the fatigue or the stress, or we're going to all the wrong places or doing all the wrong things. Some people try to find rest and pleasure. Gay said that. You know, we'll just, I'll go on this vacation, I'll do this, this, and this, and we're so tired when we get back off vacation, we need a vacation from the vacation uh, because we thought we'd go there and get some rest. You know, how many times you said, you know, I'm gonna go to the beach, and I'm just gonna sit on the beach, and I'm gonna read a book, and I'm gonna pray. And how many times do we really do that? You know, we come back and, and uh, we, we think pleasure is going to give us rest. Or we think, you know, I'll, I'll perform. You know, I'll just do a really good job. I'll go to my work and I'll work hard and I'll do this and I'll do that. And, and if I perform, then I will find some rest. Or, or some people find, try to find rest in the position they have in life. And, or we try to find it in the things we own. But I'm here to tell you this morning that you and I will only find rest in a person and that person is Jesus Christ. We will only find rest and we will only find relief for our fatigue in our life in a person and that person is Jesus Christ. Augustine said, the soul is restless and it will not rest until it finds its rest in God. You see, if we wanna find rest and peace in our life, we need to listen to Jesus, We need to learn to listen to Him. Listen to that small, still voice. Listen to the Word of God when you're reading it. Listen, what is God saying to me? Next, if we want to find rest for our souls and peace in our life, we have to live under the control of Jesus. You know, and I know every time I say that, there are people here who say, I'm not going to live under the control of anybody. You know, because one thing that we hate is for somebody to control our lives. And I'm saying to you, Jesus says, Take my yoke upon you. Take my yoke. Now, a yoke uh, is a wooden bar that is especially made uh, in Jesus' time to fit around the neck and the shoulders of an ox. And it was made perfectly for that ox. And the farmer would attach a harness to that yoke, and, and, the, and then he would be able to control that big animal, and he could guide it around wherever he wanted to, that ox to go. It was under the complete control of the farmer. And the reason why Jesus used the yoke is because it's a symbol of submission, and, and what Jesus is saying in our text is if you want to find rest from the fatigue in your life, if you, want to find, uh, if you want to find peace in your heart, if you want to be truly refreshed, then you have got to become, you've got to get under the authority and you have to submit yourself fully, totally to Jesus Christ. Now in a war, peace cannot come. In a war, peace cannot come until one side or the other surrenders. If there's a war going on, if there's ever going to be peace, one side is going to have to wave the white flag and say, I surrender. And, you know, life is a war. I don't know if you've experienced it or not, but every day in life is a battle. And I'm telling you right now, some of you came in here today and you're in a battle and you're so worn out, stressed out, burned out, living on the edge, that you don't know where to turn in your life because life is You're in a battle. Some of you have just come out of a battle. I mean, it's been the battle of your life, and you've just come out of it. And I got to tell you, the rest of you are sitting there saying, not me. Well, maybe tomorrow, because life is a battle. And we're all going to face a battle in our life. You will not have real peace though in your life in the midst of the war, in the midst of the battle you're facing in your life. You will not have peace until you wave the white flag of surrender to Jesus Christ. Until you wave the white flag. And say, God, I surrender to you. I am willing to live under your control, under your leadership, under your lordship in my life. You and I, and we have to do that constantly in our life. There are those situations that we want to control. There are those situations that we want to be in charge of. And then those are the very situations where we got to take out our white flag. And we got to wave that white flag. And we got to surrender to the lordship of Jesus Christ. Because you will not have real peace or I will not have any real peace until I learn to live a life of surrender. People think of surrender as being a, a, an act of defeat, almost of a, a, an act of cowardness. But in surrender to Jesus Christ is our first step to victory over the physical and spiritual fatigue and stress in our life surrender. Someone once asked William Booth, the founder of Salvation Army, they said, Mr. Booth, what is the secret to the peace in your life? And I love what he said. He said this. He said, I have never say no to the Lord. I never say no to the Lord. You know, the only person who ever lived in this, on this earth uh, with a perfect peace in his life from the time he was born until the time he died was Jesus Christ. Do you know why that was? Because he submitted to the Father. He put a yoke on. He was yoked to His heavenly Father. He surrendered to His will. And He encourages us to be yoked to Him. But you know, let's get down to the heart of the matter. How do you have rest uh, for your soul? You know, the the question you, you need to ask yourself and answer this morning is what in your life what in your life or who in your life is going to guide you in your moral and spiritual decisions you have to make in your daily life? You know, we live in a world that's not, uh, not a moral place to live, and there's a lot of immorality, and it's so easy to get caught up in that. And you and I, as we live in this world, we're going to have to make some decisions. We're going to have to make some moral decisions in our lives. We're going to have to make some spiritual decisions. We're going to have to say, am I going to align my life with the Word of God? Am I going to align my life with Jesus Christ? Or am I going to live like the world? And we're going to be faced with decisions that we have to make. If you're if you're a single person, I can tell you in our culture today, you're going to have to decide, are you going to live with that person or are you going to live single? You're gonna to have to decide as a single person today, are you gonna live and abstain from sex before marriage, or are you gonna get you're gonna have sex before marriage? You're gonna to have to decide in your life if you get pregnant, are you gonna have an abortion? You're gonna to have to decide that in your life. And, and if you're married, I can tell you this: you're gonna hit some tough times, you know that. Maybe you've just been married a day or two, but I got to tell you, you're going to hit some tough times in your life and you're going to be tempted to say, I want out of this mess and I want a divorce. And you're going to have to say, what's going to guide me? Is the word of God going to guide me or am I going to be guided by what the world says to do? You know, if you're a business person and you get a chance and you say, man, I can make me some easy money. But to make that easy money, you know you got to do something shady with your life and you're going to have to decide. What am I going to do? And what's going to be your moral guide? You know you might be in a tough spot in life and, and you're tempted to, uh, uh, to tell a little white lie uh, and, and because it's an easy way out, or are you going to decide to tell the truth, but you've got to determine what are you going to surrender to? you going to surrender to what the world says? Or are we going to surrender to what Jesus tells us and live by His, uh, surrender and live by His way of living? You see, Either you will follow God and what he tells us to do in his word, or we will follow the world and we'll do what we want to do and what the world tells us to do. But if you're going to enjoy peace and rest, you're going to have to live with, if you want to live with less fatigue, you're going to have to live under the absolute lordship and surrender of our lives to Jesus Christ. Jesus says from the message, he says, anyone that intends to come to me has to let me lead. He says, you're not in the driver's seat, I am. And I say to you today, will you let Jesus take the wheel of your life or will you continue to be in this driver's seat of your life and do it your way and live with fatigue spiritually and emotionally? Next, we need to learn from the life of Jesus. Jesus says, learn from me. You know, he tells us to learn from him that we need to allow him to be our teacher and we become his student. But not only is Jesus our teacher, he is the subject as well. The phrase can also be translated, learn of me. Jesus is saying, learn of me. Watch my life. Watch my response. Watch my lifestyle. And learn learn of me. There's so much we can learn from the life of Jesus. You know, we might think that we are overloaded, but Jesus, from the his birth until his death, do you know what he did? He carried the weight of our sins on his shoulders. Of every sin in the world, he carried it on his shoulders. He carried the weight of sorrow and suffering on his shoulders. Everywhere he went, people were trying to touch him or they were shouting at him, bless me, heal me, hear me, help me, teach me. But he never lost his peace. He lived a life of peace and calm. And that's why he can say to us, you come to me and you can learn from me. I will give you rest. That word rest doesn't mean to just uh, take a day off of work or, or take a vacation or, or sleep in or go get a sleep aid. The word rest literally means, it really, really literally means to be refreshed. That same word is used in this passage. A life lived with Jesus, a life lived in Jesus, and a life lived for Jesus is a life that's lived refreshed. A life lived, a life lived with Jesus, a life lived in Jesus, and a life lived for Jesus is where we find real rest for our soul. That's why we need Jesus. That's why we need to come to him. That's why we need to learn to listen to him. That's why we need to learn to be under his control and his authority and his leadership. That's why we need to learn from Jesus. Are you you tired of living on the edge are you tired of living on the edge or living on edge? if you're tired of life that are tired of a life that is nothing more than another day and another dollar if you're tired of feeling that all you're doing is is taking up space if you're burdened down and beaten up tired of your job, tired of your marriage tired of your kids, tired of your bills, tired of your problems, tired of your pain, tired of your guilt or you're just sick and tired of being sick and tired Listen to what Jesus says. Are you tired? Are you worn out? Can we just all bow our heads for just a moment? Are we tired? Are you tired? Are you worn out? Are you burnt out on religion? With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, Gay and I, we're gonna pray for you at the end of the message, and we're nearly there. But if you would just say with your heads bowed and your eyes closed today, Buddy, Gay, would you pray for me? I'm tired. I'm worn out. I am burned out. Would you just slip up your hand and acknowledge to God that you just need a little rest? And we're going to pray for you. God bless you. You can put them back down. Really, you know, I, I wish I could remember every hand that was raised, but I tell you this, God saw your hand, and he knows your heart. Anyone else would just say, pray for me. God, I'm tired. I'm worn out, burned out. Just slip up your hand. Anyone else? Thank you. Thank you. Jesus says this to you today if you raised your hand. He says, come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. He says, learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love this. Jesus says, I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. He says, keep company with me, and you'll learn to live freely and lightly. In other words, Jesus is saying, we'll learn to breathe. With all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, and maybe... Today, Jesus is saying to you, come to me. Maybe for the very first time in your life, you, would, you need a relationship with Jesus Christ. You need to be get forgiven of your sins and, and know that Christ lives in you so that you can have peace. There's no greater relief from fatigue than to know that God has forgiven you of all of your sins. Or maybe you've been away from God. You've been running from Him. And you turned your back on God. Would you just pray this prayer with me this morning if this is you? You just repeat after me. You don't have to do it out loud, but in your heart, sincerely. Jesus, just pray Jesus, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe that you died on the cross for my sins. Jesus, I confess to you that I'm a sinner. The Bible says we all are. But you just confess to Jesus that you're a sinner. And now will you just ask him to forgive you? Jesus, forgive me of my sins. The Bible says that we confess our sins. He is faithful and just, and he will forgive us. And now will you invite Jesus into your life to be your Savior? Just invite him in. He stands at the door and knocks. The Bible says that if we confess with our mouth and believe in our heart that Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, we will have a Savior. His name is Jesus. Now, will you thank Him? Thank you, Jesus, for forgiving me. Thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross for me. Thank you, Jesus, for being my Savior. Now, if all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed and you want to just make a testimony to Christ today that you prayed that prayer and you believe that God has forgiven you and you believe that he is your Savior and he lives in your heart right now and you receive that by faith, with all of our heads bowed and all of our eyes closed, would you just slip up your hand? Anybody pray that prayer today? God bless you all over the auditorium. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. you. I want you to encourage you to do something. If you raised your hand today, if you'd stop out and see Jason as you go outside the door, Pastor Jason has some material he wants to give you. It won't take but a minute, but it could be the most important minute of your life. And then we're gonna stand now. Can we stand and we're gonna worship and Gay's gonna close in prayer after we sing this song. And I wanna invite you to come to the altar this morning and we call this front of the stage our altar. And if you raised your hand, you say, Boy, I just need to I need some rest. I'm worn out, I'm tired, I'm burnt out. I'm just about ready to give up and throw in the towel. Would you just join us as we pray, as we worship together and come and pray? God bless you.